Test. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to Grow It Forward podcast. This is a podcast that speaks with tech leaders from the region, understand their journey, how they got into their careers, and hopefully for us to learn something about it. Today I'm joined with Amr Abu Hussain, who's a senior data scientist at Talabat. Amr and I are old friends, so this is going to be super casual. And we might switch between Arabic and English. So um, we apologize for the English-only speakers. <laughs> Maybe you all miss a few things. But yeah, Amr, um, I'm very happy to have you here today. Um, thank you so much for making the time. Yeah, I want to know your career. How did you make your choices? I think um, we'd love to have an intro, a quick intro about you, and then we can uh, carry forward. Sure. Yeah, thank you, Abbott, for having me. I think um, uh, it's great being part of this, and I really hope I can um, um, resonate with a lot of people beginning their journeys, and um, and we'll see. So, yeah, thank you for having me, and um, let's let's do it. Awesome, awesome, Amr. So, Amr, you're a, you're a data scientist, and that's like uh, what do, what do they say? Like the sexiest job in the twenty first century. <laughs> so that's what they say. Yeah, is is it really sexy job? Um, I mean, there's a big hype around it. Okay. And I think the reason why um, this started to happen is um, <clears throat> the way data is taking center stage in everything that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this phrase. I, maybe not a lot of people agree, but I like the f- uh, phrase where they say uh, data is, is the new gold. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I think I, uh, this comparison is fair because if you think about it, data is a commodity. Mm. And it's part of everyday life. Uh, And you see a lot of big companies um, that either use it for good or for bad, either use it or abuse it. And um, and yeah, uh, data evolved a lot. And with that, data science evolved a lot and became what it is today, uh, which is basically um, uh, like a a lot of different um, Backgrounds are needed cool. uh, to make sure that you fit uh, to fit you fit the bill when it comes nice, to data nice. science. So if, if data is gold, you're basically a gold miner. <laughs> in, in a way, yes. <laughs> in a way, you're a gold in miner. In a way, yes. So I'm, tell me, tell me, how did how did you become a data scientist? What did you study for school? What were your interests before actually going to uh, university and stuff? Um, so I always had a keen interest in mathematics. I think this is where it began. Mm-hmm. Uh, it began early, I think, in school. Um, I hated everything else. Honestly, I didn't like um, chemistry, uh, physics, uh-huh. even though I started loving oh. physics later in life. But I think, I don't know, a lot of things, I just gravitated towards mathematics, uh, the factual stuff, you know? And, um, when I went into university, American university in Cairo, um, and I started looking at all of the majors that are available, um, I felt that, um, back then we didn't have data science. It's okay. a relatively new term and a new field in the region, but back then we had actuarial science. When was that? If- this was back in 2006. Okay, <clears throat> nice. And uh, I think even actuarial science at that time was a brand new oh. topic. Uh, it was like there for like a couple of years yeah. only. What, what does it translate to in, in Arabic? Like um, it's the same, yeah, it's the same thing, basically. They haven't, they haven't thought of a good yeah. translation name <laughs> yet. But, uh, uh, I think it revolves around thing, uh, the same thing as data science, which is, or similar things as data science, which is quantifying risk ah, using numbers. Okay. And that's why uh, I ended up, um, or I started my career in, in something close to that, which is insurance. Okay. 
Um, so when I first began my career uh, after graduating in 2011, um, I started working as uh, as an actuary in mm -hmm. the insurance company. And it was a bit uh, cryptic because mm -hmm. we used to basically quantify risk and mm -hmm. we used to quantify the pro likelihood of someone actually dying in a way. Oh. And once you have this data, this these mortality rates, then you begin to price premiums in a more, uh, um, I guess, scientific way. Interesting. Um, just to minimize or hedge your risk as a company. Interesting. And this is where my life began with, uh, with mathematics. Um, didn't last long. I, I spent, I think, like a year and a half in the company. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and then I made this uh, bold move into uh, data science, um, which was, I think, the single greatest thing that ever happened to me. Nice. Um, I think it was the right move. Uh, and this happened, I think, around 2015. Okay. And, um, and yeah, um, I started looking around. I heard about data science. I, I opened Google. I remember that day I opened Google. I just um, was browsing data science, Middle East, and I found Kareem. And this is how I actually uh, started uh, knowing what Kareem is. So yeah, I was like, yeah, why not? Just submitted my CV. Next, next thing you know, in a couple of weeks, they, they contact me. We want you in Dubai. Wow. Uh, what do you think? Data science is a new topic. It's a hot topic. It's a sexy job, sexiest job in, uh, in the world, I guess. And uh, yeah, I was sold. I did a couple of interviews and I got it. And uh, I was happy to be the first data scientist uh, to join the ranks of Kareem. Nice, nice. Yeah, and, this is where uh, we met. We met at Kareem. Yeah. And to be honest, I was really impressed. Like you were technically the first person to get an offer to join as a data scientist. Yes, yes. And uh, how, how did that feel? It felt, uh, it felt nice. I <laughs> like mean, obviously, obviously Kareem like was a completely different company. Like, to, for like sure. I'm, I'm, I'm like surprised you even... Like not many people actually knew about it as a company to work even for. Even I didn't know about it. I okay. didn't even have the app. Wow. And uh, I remember when I actually signed the offer, I decided to download the app, which is a bit wow. counterintuitive. But uh, but this is how I uh, <laughs> this is how I got to know Kareem. Uh, I remember I took my first ride with Kareem in a very shady car. But anyway, let's <laughs> keep these dots aside. Yeah, let's keep it about uh, data science. <laughs> let's keep it about data science. And yeah, and, and then I joined in uh, late 2015. Uh, back then we were a very small team and a very small office actually. Nice. Now we're like four or five, uh, or now Kareem is like four or five floors. Um, and this is where my journey began. Um, this is where I met you. I met a lot of, uh, very cool, very interesting people, uh, from all around the world. And, um, and yeah, I think, uh, it was a great first step into my career in data science. Um, I learned a lot in those four years. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think I took it from the ground up. I was lucky to be uh, in the in the initial phases of Kareem and data science and the data team in general. So I was lucky to be part of that journey from the start. And um, and yeah, there's so many things that I learned um, along the way. And um, we worked on a lot of uh, like groundbreaking projects. Uh, yeah, let's well. let's let's go deeper into this. Um, so right now you're in Talabat, but yeah, let's let's talk about projects at Kareem first. Like I think when people think about Kareem, maybe a lot of people, maybe your parents as well, just like mine, they were like, are you joining a taxi company? <laughs> like how will they be powered by tech? Yeah. I think data science in, in, in like a taxi company, what, what, what is there to be, uh, to um, be mined? It's a good, a good question because I think, um, Back then, I had a sort of a corporate mindset. Okay. So for me, the transition was actually huge. Mm -hmm. uh, not only was I transitioning between fields from actual science to data science, 
but I was also transitioning from this corporate mindset to a startup mindset. And it was my first um, experience with a startup. And I think um, I think it's worth it. Uh, I think if you if you um, if you see um, if you understand where the company is coming from, what they're trying to build, if you buy into their story, and if you really believe that this company is going to make a difference, and I believe Karim did, mm-hmm. and is still doing uh, up until this day, um, then I think it will be an easy choice. Uh, mm. Even though for me there were so many hurdles, like leaving family behind, mm. leaving my fiance back then behind, it was a bit a uh, bit of a tough call. But I think it paid off in the end. Nice. Um, so what what kind of project you worked on at Karim? So um, if that's not too confidential, just no, like it's fine. Uh, <laughs> I think I'll just be a bit generic. Um, okay. So I think. The thing is with Karim is that all of the topics that were surfacing back then were very genuine. Like they, okay. they never, I think they were never um, uh, implemented before in the region. Uh-huh. So when I first started, I started uh, with peak pricing. Um, so in the first, I think, two right. years in the company, uh, we were right. working on uh, trying to uh, have this uh, mechanism where you basically balance demand and supply in the marketplace. Okay. And this is where I started. Then it was a very interesting topic, very challenging. Um, uh, so uh, this was my first two years. And then later on, we also took on a very novel idea, which is pooling uh, okay. in the region or basically ride sharing. Mm. And it was the first of its kind in the Middle East. Um, so uh, this was also the last two years in, in Karim before I left. Uh, yeah. So, so maybe just a little bit more about um, like peak pricing. So peak pricing is the like from a customer perspective you asked me to pay more like what why is that something important and like where is the data how did the data contribute to that what's the project exactly so imagine you um you go into a supermarket okay 10 habits that's possible (laughs) and there's only one like pepsi can okay um that's that's in our books. This is how this is uh, like a disproportionate marketplace. Mm. So you need to balance demand and supply. Okay. If you had peak pricing on this cola can or this Pepsi uh-huh. can, um, basically the highest bidder wins. So you uh-huh. you have it, for example, you're not the thirsty. So you know what? I'm not gonna pay like 10x uh, the original price of that Pepsi can, okay. but maybe someone else will. And that was the same story with Kareem. Like, imagine if you have like a hundred um, requests for a car, okay. and there's only like t- ten cars around. Uh-huh. You need to figure out a way to make everyone happy, right? Like, you can't you can't give like a first come first serve service, and then the the remaining ninety customers are disappointed. They have to willfully actually leave the app. And uh, this is what peak pricing was all about, making everyone happy, uh, making sure that everyone benefits, whether it's Kareem, whether it's the driver or the rider, the captain, we used to call them, or the customer. So uh, so basically, you were looking at the number of requests and the number of available captains yeah. in a specific area. Yeah. And then run some calculation yes. to understand if we need to play with the pricing, whether like... Yeah. Just like so, more, I, th- I remember there is like a multiplier, yeah, 1. 1.1, 1.5, 2.5 or something yeah, yeah. on a Thursday night. Yeah, I remember like even during New Year's, I remember we used to go as high as like 15x wow. in some places. So I, I guess a lot of people didn't like that. I'm sorry if uh, <laughs> if you're on the wrong end of yeah, that. This is but, the uh, person to hate. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, it's basically a lot of data crunching. You okay. have to make sure that you look at the historical trends okay. in certain locations and you have to localize the problem as much as possible. Um, 
And uh, this is like the closest thing you can get to like personalized pricing, mm. but on a geospatial level, just to make sure that demand meets supply based on uh, historical trends. Right. Right, right, right. And this is yeah. how we uh, we crack the. Yeah, problem. I think that's that's a super interesting problem from even like from a data science perspective. Um, so yeah, maybe to like okay, and and in your career, back to your career. So you worked at Kareem, and then what uh, what was the uh, next step for you? So. Um, okay, now you're uh, sorry. Yeah, I've, I've been talking too much. Uh, yeah, so after four years, uh, very eventful four years. Um, I decided to move on okay. and uh, my next step was going to um, bigger things, still in the realm of transportation, but not ground transportation anymore, uh, air transportation. And this is where I made my move to Emirates Airlines. And uh, unfortunately, I, I actually joined the company in a, in a bit of a weird timing, okay. uh, back when the COVID situation was still uh, kickstarting in the beginning of March. And uh, I remember like I was in the onboarding session. I think this was the last onboarding session. I just uh, spent like two, three days in the in the office. And then they told me to take my stuff and just go home. And uh, we'll start working from home. <laughs> go home, work from home or just leave? <laughs> just work from home. Uh, ah, okay, no, okay. Not, not to that extent. <laughs> we had our doubts though that they might okay. uh, lay us off. Um, they, they had to lay off a lot of people, unfortunately. And um, and yeah, and after five months, uh, we worked on a lot of interesting projects, by the way. I think mm. Emirates... Uh, to date had one of the most uh, interesting uh, projects to me because the, the level of impact and the level of value that you can deliver is is, is crazy. And um, I can't talk about numbers, of course, but I think uh, the things that data scientists can build and the way that you can affect people's lives mm. uh, in that level of magnitude is is crazy. And I really enjoyed those five months. Amazing people. I, I, did, I, um, I, I was so happy to, to work with. Uh, but yeah, after five months, uh, mm -hmm. I felt that this wasn't really the best time to to join. Mm. So I decided to uh, to um, join Talabat. Nice, nice. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's a tough year for um, transportation generally, whether ground or uh, <laughs> airplanes. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's a weird time. So you went yeah. to transporting food. I went to transporting food. Still okay. in the transportation area. Still in the uh, transportation. Yeah, and this is where I met a lot of my ex-Kareem colleagues. Okay. Um, and I think um, Talabat is is on its way to build something magnificent in the region. They Amazing. are one of the biggest players in terms of food delivery. And, and, and um, what are the problems you're working on at Talabat now? Um, so uh, the usual suspects, like okay. the delivery and logistics mainly. Okay. Um, working on uh, like operations intelligence just to mm. make sure that uh, we provide... Um, the teams with the information that they need uh, to fine tune the way they do uh, deliveries, the way they do the logistics. Mm. And of course, uh, in, in all of these projects and all of the past projects, the main focus was always on the customer. The customer was always first, just to make sure that we we uh, deliver the right experience. And when you say right experience, what does that translate to? Does it translate to better pricing, faster delivery? Yeah, uh, I think all of the above. Uh, okay. I think it's um, the thing is we have data uh, mm. of of pleasant and less pleasant experiences, and this is where data science becomes really impactful. Is that you learn from your mistakes, like in layman terms, mm. and you try to improve operations going forward, uh, either by it could be something as simple as I don't know providing simple analytics, um, not simple, but basically like just analytics, mm. uh, ad hoc investigations. Uh, you, you are basically the eyes and ears of operations um, in any company uh, when you work as a data scientist. 
Um, so they need to know what's happening on the ground. Yeah. So, so maybe let's, let's just try to cover that, which is like, what is data science? Like you, you told us about your experience, mashallah, it's an impressive thing. And, uh, you're, uh, I think next for you is like something like SpaceX, maybe yeah, let's transporting so. people to Mars. Yeah. Elon Musk, if you're listening yeah. to this, uh, I would love to join. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, will, we'll tag him definitely. <laughs> okay. So, um, uh, so so what I wanted to ask, which is basically what is data science? Um, few people, and I think maybe like people who are still in high school, people who are early in their career, they want to understand what is, uh, like, what, what does it mean to be a data scientist? So like in, in layman term, as you said, how do you describe your job to someone who's like five years old or something? Um, so I think... Think of it as as um, a doctor approaching approaching a patient, right? Mm-hmm. So a patient has some symptoms, and the doctor needs to understand what how, why is this happening? How can this how can he resolve these symptoms? He or she resolve these uh, these symptoms, and uh, it's 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 no different with data science, really. Um, mm. You basically you have to diagnose the problem. Of course, you always have to work very closely with the business. Uh, these guys know what is best for the customer, mm-hmm. for their, um, like for the writers, for all of the stakeholders involved. Um, otherwise you will not be building relevant products. So you have to make sure that you're very close to a product. And I'm sure you, right. as a product manager, yeah. you like that very much, but it's true. I think it's a, uh, it's a very strong, um, collaboration. Um, and then once you un- identify the problem, uh, you, you basically start looking at the data. And the data speaks to you on so many levels. You get to understand the small nuances in any experience and you try to resolve that by using Mm -hmm. data. And it's hard to imagine any company navigating their life day to day without having data. Like this Mm -hmm. is maybe in the, like in the last decade or something, we've seen like data, like skyrocket in terms of volume and in terms of value. And this is where we come in as data scientists. We provide everything. And and there is this general misconception that data scientists is only into deep learning and machine yes. learning and uh, and AI, which is true, uh, but it's only a part of the scope of what we work on. Okay. Uh, we work on, on so many different things, uh, like, uh, like qu- quantitative analysis. We work on descriptive statistics, uh, like, for example, A-B testing. Okay. Um, you work, we work on predictive, of course, analytics, like machine learning, uh, predicting certain behaviors, uh, recommendation systems. Um, but this, this general misconception, I think has been there for a long time. Uh, it's all, uh, it's always about AI and machine learning, but I think AI and machine learning, um, they cover, um, like a small fraction of value. Uh, okay. I think the most of the value is actually providing insights and then acting upon them. So, so let's let's unpack that a little bit. So what you're saying is that a lot of people think that data science equal AI, and that is not completely true. Like you do a lot more things. So I think I've heard so many um, titles or uh, like job functions, like data scientist, data analyst, data engineer, machine learning engineer. Yeah. Um, AI researcher. Oh, what else? What am I missing? I think uh, I think that covers like maybe <laughs> half of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I think uh, yeah. I think so. Uh, like, uh, who is doing what? Who is and wh- I think also there is um, difference between companies sometimes. Like that's true. Yeah, I think it depends on the maturity of the company okay. and the maturity of the data function in that company. 
Uh, I think if you look at the big corporations um, like Facebook, uh, like Netflix, mm. um, they have very specific roles um, that I think enables a lot of focus and in, in different parts of because data science is not just about one project uh, okay. or like a one part of the project. It's a, it's, it's a, a lot of steps. Mm-hmm. From data acquisition to manipulation to actually extracting the insights to uh, implementing A/B tests to machine learning to deployment, so there's so many things that that can be done, um, and uh, that's the genetic picture. But I think uh, as companies grow, they need to be a bit more specialized, mm. and this is where you find machine learning engineers. You find this is where you find data engineers, and they start tackling different parts of this product product or project journey. Um, So I think it depends on the company. So, uh, so is it is it fair to say when when you joined Kareem, you were kind of like a general data scientist that you're working on the whole um, yeah. journey, but then eventually you started specializing in certain things. Um, up until this point, I don't think I specialize much. Uh, okay. I think uh, up until this point, I am working end to end in a way. Uh, so I uh, I basically carry everything to the finish line uh, from from ideation phase all the way to deployment. Um, Uh, I think in the region because data science as a topic is mm. not really super mature yet. That's why I don't find like super specialized roles, and that's mm. my opinion. Um, okay. That's what I've I've been seeing personally. Maybe yeah. uh, maybe the viewers um, have different views, uh, but um, but yeah, yeah I think uh, I think I was lucky enough to be part of that whole journey and learning a lot from that whole journey. Uh, but it depends. I think there is no there is not there is not um, there is no one size fits all. I think mm. it depends on the company. It depends on their needs. Right. And I think, yeah, that's, that's part of the thing. I think we need to grow the, um, the, um, talent pool in the region when it comes, especially to data science, I think because it's a recent, um, specialization, I don't think we have a lot of, um, uh, like, uh, how to say it, like upstream, the universities are not producing enough and that's like true. all the companies need data scientists. That's true. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's, let's go a little bit, uh, tactical. And ask you, like, what tools do you use? Like, what's your day to day? And like, what tools do you use? Um, and I think that might be helpful to, if someone wants to get into the field, like, what should they learn? Um, so tell us a little bit about your day to day and the tools that you use. Um, so we have a wide variety of tools. Uh, we have a big arsenal, I think. Depends on, again, the task. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, uh, there is no one size that fits all. Um, depends on the problem. Um, I personally use, um, as programming languages at least, I think um, SQL, R, and Python, mm. um, I think they have to be there uh, okay. as part of your skill sets um, because this is where you get to interact with the data. Okay. If you don't have this bridge between you and the data, then mm. good luck, you know? So, um, so yeah, I think you, ha- you really need to understand these programming languages really well. And of course, every uh, every programming language has its strengths and weaknesses. So it depends on the topic, depends on the job, it depends whether you're going to deploy this, uh, um, for example, project or not. Mm. Uh, then you get to decide what type of programming languages, what type of tools are you going to use. Of course, there are some other tools uh, that I use, um, whether they're Jupyter notebooks, um, whether they're um, like IDEs out there, like PyCharm, mm. for example, um, R Studio. So I think there's again like a, an, a, like a wide array of things that you can use. And the good thing is, is that most of these, if not all of these um, tools that I mentioned, are actually open source, so they're open to everyone to to, right. to, to use, to learn from, and to implement valuable uh, insights. Um, 
So yeah, um, I guess this is uh, this is it. In but terms what of is what is the whole fight about Python versus R? Some people are like you. <clears throat> I, I think you're you're making it super clear that like it depends on your use case. You can use whatever. But I see some uh, like maybe fanboys was like, no, Python is the way to go. And I, I think you can relate to some people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I've met a couple of those. <laughs> Uh, again, I, I, that's my personal opinion. I don't think there is um, like a right and wrong answer. Okay. I think it depends on what you're trying to build. Uh, so for example, just a very simple example, uh, if you want to deploy something, um, maybe Python is the best way to go mm-hmm. in terms of latency, in terms of, because they always, um, like from my personal experience, Python is a more flexible language. They call mm-hmm. it the like the glue programming language because mm-hmm. you can do so many things and you can attach it to so many other coding languages that it becomes so vert- versatile, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that, so it's that, just another fight in the tech space. Yeah, I guess so. Tabs uh, versus spaces. Yeah, yeah. There are so many other fights like that. So it, dep- yeah. it depends on who you're talking with. But I think yeah. everyone is comfortable with their own tech stack. Yeah. Um, cool. So what's um, let's let's go back to to your career and and see where do you see things heading in terms of the data science as a profession and. Um, Maybe if you have thought about this, like what's next for you? Like what do you want to achieve in the next, I don't know, a few years? Where do you see the um, the industry growing and where do you want to be? Is it more on machine learning, deep learning, neural network and those kind of things? Or do you still feel like we, we are still missing the base, the foundation? Um, so I think in terms, I'll answer the first question first, um, where is data science headed? Um, I think data science has been evolving rapidly in the last couple of years. And I remember like, like if you ask someone 10, 15 years ago, what's the equivalent of data science back mm-hmm. then? It was probably a statistician mm-hmm. uh, or a researcher. Or an Excel sheet. Or <laughs> Excel sheet. Anyone who has an Excel sheet was, yeah. I think was good to go. Uh, but then this was before the data boom that happened. Okay. And then slowly it started progressing into data mining. And then now we have this term called data science, which was aligned with the big data, with the introduction mm-hmm. of big data uh, on the scene. Um, so I think this is always an, an evolving um, domain. Um, I think in the next couple of years, I won't be surprised if most of the things that we do become automated. Mm. So we actually uh, start becoming more focused on on things that are more uh, relevant to data science. Um, so it's it's always changing. Uh, there is no right answer. I think uh, it's it's going to be an exciting couple of years. Um, again, everyone is turning towards data. Data is becoming a very valuable commodity to have. And, um, and yeah, um, so that was my first answer. What was the second question again? Sorry. Um, I think you you answered both. But how, how do you stay how do you stay up to date with what's going on in the world and in the field of data science? That was the second question. Yes. Um, so I think again, I'll go back to the um, to the doctor example. Okay. Uh, as a doctor, you always have new med- I don't know new medicine coming around. You have new symptoms. You have new like COVID, Vaccines. COVID, yeah, COVID is a good example, right? Like there's always, uh, this field is always evolving. And I think it's the same with data science. I mean, it's, um, it's always an evolving field. Um, so, uh, so yeah, uh, for me, I'm not sure where I'm going to be heading next. Um, what I do know for a fact is that I love data science. Mm-hmm. And but I do love- you, do you read like certain books or do you follow certain people on Twitter? Um, I think what I'm asking is that if I'm interested in data science, what are the resources that I can use to stay up to date on this topic? 
There are so many things online. Okay. Uh, again, um, most of these things are open source and free. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I would advise that you just go online. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, I think, a lot of uh, things like DataCamp, Coursera. Mm. Right. Um, um, so, of course, some of these things are paid. They mm. provide you with certification, but most of these can be audited as well. You don't need to actually pay for a certification. So this is where I would start. And um, personally, in my in my career uh, um, career path, I, I relied a lot on these online resources up until this day, actually. Um, so I think the internet is your best friend. Uh, try to uh, learn a lot. Uh, you'll always find everything that you need there. Um, and yeah, if you if you want to go ahead and take a master's, uh, if you want to make this transition, take a master's course, mm. uh, learn a bit, little bit on uh, on what you're not so strong at, like for example, statistics or coding, then uh, yeah, I highly recommend that. That will definitely help. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I think um, let's um, let's try to um, talk a little bit about how do we because because I think we touched on this, which is we are missing or like there is some um the talent pool is not big enough i think that's a globally not just in our region especially when it comes to data scientists it's a very um rare uh, commodity um i think a lot of companies are struggling to hire and just like keep people and grow people so let's say we want like if if anyone is listening to this and they want to be um, a data scientist, let's say someone who is in high school, do they go for this actuary science? Actuary Actuarial science. Actuarial no, you're science. Close. You're yeah. close, yeah. <laughs> um, or there are different um, specializations today. Should they go for computer science? Maybe, I don't know, like computer engineering, math? It's a good question. Um, so the thing is, the thing about data science, it has a broad range of of skill sets that you need to that okay. you need to have. Um, so I think it depends. Uh, it depends on uh, what you're trying to achieve, what you're good at currently. Okay. So, for example, if you're coming from a, a computer science background, then maybe you need to double down a bit more on your uh, statistical yeah. knowledge. But but let's say I'm not even in school. Like I'm not even in the university level. Yeah. Okay. I'm just a high school student. I hear about data science. I think the first question the, you need the to pay, the pay is really good, as I hear. <laughs> <laughs> I think the thing um, I, I would personally tell you: follow your passion. Okay. If your passion is into mathematics, uh-huh. if your passion is into science and mathematics and quantification and and things that are factual, uh, if that appeals to you, then I would highly advise you to to continue that path. Uh-huh. Um, however, the, it's it's fine if you don't understand or if you don't really like mathematics. Um, um, I mean, it it's it depends on the nature of uh, of what you what you like, I guess. And uh, to me, I, I was really fond of math from like uh, from like the very early stages of of learning. So um, so yeah, but I, I mean, it's never it's never uh, it's never impossible to to make this transition. Okay, you can always level up. Uh, you can always uh, follow your passion. If you feel that data science is, is an interesting topic and you can actually provide value, and you do provide value from my experience, then pursue it. Um, take mathematics courses. Take uh, coding courses. Um, a good way. I think in in Egypt, if you if you guys are listening from Egypt, I think they started in the American University in Cairo to have this um, data science program. Mm. Um, you can pursue that. I think uh, they have a very talented pool of of teachers, uh, okay. professors. Um, 
So yeah, uh, I think even in Cairo University, they have uh, actuarial degrees. They have, I think they started going to data science a little bit. So yeah, I mean, you can always rely on, in, on institutions like I did, uh, or you can always rely on self-learning, um, going out there, stretching a limb and just trying right. to, to see what's there. And I think you made a great point earlier, which is data science is not just AI. So don't go and study introduction to AI and it's like going into the deep end. Like yeah, don't yeah, yeah. go into the deep end, just uh, like cover the basics yeah, first. Data and, science is very broad, I think. Um, and then you pick whatever you really like. Um, okay. And then if, if I'm someone who is, let's say I've been doing software engineering for a couple of years or like, I want to become a data scientist, what should I do? I think you should start covering your statistical background a little bit. Okay. Um, so there's always three uh, large domains I think of in data science that you need to master. The first thing is statistics and mathematics. Mm -hmm. The second is coding or programming uh, skills. And the last but not least, and it's very important, is the business acumen. Okay. You have to really understand where you're coming from um, uh, as a data scientist. How are you going to solve a business problem? So if you have, if you're mastering these three different domains, I think you're you're well off to become a good data scientist. So cool. I'm going to ask you a tough question. Sure. What is, <laughs> or maybe like, what are the things or like less three things that you don't like about your job or like being a data scientist? Hmm. That is a tough question. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I don't know a good answer to those. So I'm not sure if I have three on top of mind. I think one of the most challenging things as a data scientist is, is setting expectations with the business. Um, I think, um, I speak on behalf of many data scientists when I say that they always expect you to be a magician and basically get out your data science wand and then start solving problems. Right. Uh, but that's not how it works. I think, um, businesses need to be a bit, uh, more tech savvy and understand the data science challenges, uh, and they have to set expectations in terms of deliveries. Uh, so I cannot come up with a solution, a good solution in a couple of days or, or like a couple of weeks. Sometimes it even takes months uh, for the more, for the tougher uh, questions or the tougher challenges. Mm -hmm. So I think um, the biggest challenge is just setting expectations and aligning with the business. And, uh, and this brings me back to the topic I covered before, which is business acumen. Mm -hmm. You have to understand the business and you have to understand where they're coming from. And you have to have good people skills, uh, good soft skills to set expectations yourself and uh, make sure that you're aligned with the business in terms of delivery and in terms of what to expect. Um, and I think that's a very important and very useful skill that you need to have. Right. So, so what you're saying is that because there is a big hype around data science. Sort of, yeah. A lot of people just have super, super high expectations. Yeah, like hire like higher data science team and then they'll uh -huh. do the rest. But yeah. that, that's not how it works. And they're like, okay, um, let's let's uh, ask data science to solve this problem for yeah, us yeah. in two days. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. Uh, I think another m a bit challenging uh, topic is, I think revolves around the first topic as well, which is uh, resourcing. Okay. Um, um, when, when someone hires a data scientist, they expect them to basically cover anything that is data related. But that's not, not usually the mm. case. In fact, uh, I think some of us might be a bit crippled if we don't have data engineers, for example, in the team. Right. Uh, because some people don't have that skill set. They don't understand and, and how what to... what do data engineers do? They basically get, get you the data. Okay. They make, this, they make this bridge between whatever unstructured data that is there to the data scientist so that he can start working. And uh, what is a data scientist if it's not for data? You have mm. to have the data. And if you don't have uh, enough resources to make it happen, 
Um, and if the data scientist is not skilled enough, then I think he needs more resources. Right, right. So I, I think some of the research says, I actually forgot the percentage, but it's like a significant percentage of the data scientist time is basically spent on preparing features and preparing data when they want to build a machine learning model. So if if there is support in terms of data engineers or proper infrastructure, then you can do a lot more in the same time. For sure. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I'm really, I'm really um, like super interested in data science. And I think, um, as you said, Amr, it's, um, it's probably one of those things that many people don't really um, get it because it's relatively new. Um, but I feel it is part, it should be part of every business that is, um, working with any type of data. There's a lot of optimization to be done. And um, from my collaborations with data scientists, I feel like you're always um, quite satisfied with your job. You're happy. So I, I really wish, um, or, and I really hope that a lot of people listening to us can can find this useful. Um, and I'm just going to ask like a super direct question. It was like, you're the hiring manager of a company and you want to hire a data scientist. What are the skills that you look for? And what are the red flags that will make you a turn a candidate down immediately? Um, so I think it depends, of course, on, on the level of candidacy, but let's assume that they're fresh grads. Okay. Uh, and I think data science uh, is also one of these uh, domains where you go into this experience loop is that you need, you demand like at least five years of experience, but dude, like these are fresh grads, they don't have experience. Uh Um, So I'm going to avoid that. And I'm going to talk about like the building blocks of what you need as a fresh data scientist going out there in the world and and, uh, solving problems. Um, I think the first thing is that you need to have coding, uh, a lot of coding uh, background. Uh, Python R doesn't matter. um, I think all of the, Programming languages speak the same language. So I think in a way you need to have this programming mindset. Okay. Uh, I've seen people who did it, who who went from C++ C++ or from Java to Python and R. Uh, Mm. I think once you start grasping really well one of the programming languages, that transition becomes exponentially easier. Mm -hmm. Um, So that would be my advice. Uh, I think... Uh, I was uh, a bit unlucky in my in my part in, the, in, uh, in in American University in Cairo is that we didn't have a lot of uh, coding courses mm-hmm. um, due to the nature, of course, of the major back then, actuarial science. We didn't really deal a lot with the tech stack, um, so that I think would be that would be a great starting point okay. actually. So someone who's good with coding, or uh, that, at least like some good knowledge with coding. Yeah. Okay. And again, if they miss the opportunity in university, there's always a lot of uh, right. um, like resources out there. A uh, second thing, of course, is that you need to be passionate about uh, about mathematics and mm-hmm. the power behind uh, mathematics uh, and statistics. Uh, because I think, believe it or not, there's so much value you can deliver uh, by just looking at numbers and, okay. uh, and, and making sense and, out and of it. And when you say mathematics, what does that mean? Um, like the whole, like, like the whole, basically the whole realm of, of mathematics in terms of linear algebra, for okay. example, in terms of uh, multi- 
like univariate and multivariate regression. Um, is it like high school level math or something more advanced? I think because it's, a, it's a bit more advanced, especially okay. in this region. I think uh, you're talking about um, like university level courses. Okay. Uh, that are basically like focusing probability on these topics. and statistics. Probability and those statistics, kind of, kind of, of course, uh, linear algebra, ma- matrix optimiz- uh, matrix uh, uh, optimizations, all of these, I think, are all small building blocks to some topics like machine learning. Under the hood, this is what actually uh, happens. Uh, so under behind every model, and but you don't need quadratic or like probably like I don't know like uh, it, it helps. I mean, of course, it helps. I th- um, if I'm if I'm honest, I think um, the theoretical aspects uh, that I learned in university was actually more applicable in data science than in actual science. Uh-huh. Uh, so you really need to understand what you're working with. You can't deal with a machine learning, for example, model as as a, as a black box. You need to understand what's happening uh, underneath and open the hood and try to optimize that model to to cater your needs. And if you don't have uh, like good uh, fundamentals in mathematics, then I think you'll have a okay. lot of problems. Okay, that's good. Um, so we said coding, mathematics. What else should I have to be? I want I wanted to throw in again business, uh, okay. but I mean, but what come does on, that what does that mean? It means being relevant. It means building the right things. How do you test for that? That's the thing. That's why I don't want to mention it because I think it's too early in a career. Uh, like when you're fresh grad, you don't have a lot of experience. I think mm. it's tough to to handle that. But the best thing I would advise is to is to read uh, and, and to understand from a product standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, what does the customer need and uh, what are the main KPIs and the main metrics uh, that is needed by the business so that you, they basically gauge how well they're operating. Nice, nice. Yeah, I think it makes sense. So basically someone who's good at coding, good at math and good at understanding the business um, and then you can build experience in the job on on those skills and i think again uh, sorry just to interrupt you i think soft skills is very important Um, right what kind of soft skills um like for example presentations uh like being able to present your your point of view to the audience um uh this is i think um a big issue that that surfaces later in your career if you don't master it early on is that how do you translate what you build to the business in layman terms so you, storytelling. A story, exactly. You need to have uh, like very good story, storytelling skills. And I think um, you can start developing these skills early in university. You don't have to wait until you're out there in the world. Yeah, I think uh, that's a good point because many times I've worked with data scientists who can explain it to me in a way that I get it automatically. And sometimes like some of the people start throwing some jargon and like yeah, that's true. value and then and then you lose them <laughs> and then, and then like, you lose them, is yeah. it good or bad just yeah. tell me yeah that's that's also uh, what i've seen personally as well is that data scientists if they don't have enough experience they get they struggle mm. in in translating and they build amazing things but they just can't translate okay. it into business value and they can't translate it to the business audience mm. and then it gets lost into translation that's the problem cool, so, cool. Um, and what might be a red flag not to hire someone um I think if if someone is um is not really passionate about the, the what they do and okay. I keep mentioning passion because I think this is the driving force behind everything mm. if you don't like what you're doing if you if you don't see the value of what you're doing then I think that's a red flag mm. um so that to me the first thing is like what's the mindset what's your passion and how are you how are you approaching this realm of data science um, of course, the second thing is uh, is fundamentals. Like, do you have enough 
coding knowledge mm. do you have enough mathematics and statistical background um um of course i would probably have to test them as a, in a case study maybe give them like a like a like a close to a business problem as close as possible uh, so that they see how they're going to react to it and how they're going to build insights and um yeah last but not least um, they need to be like super upfront super friendly transparent uh have the right the cultural fit and um and yeah i think that's awesome. everything you need awesome andre i think you you covered a lot of really important stuff i i really hope um um like a lot of people be would be influenced by this we need more data scientists and good data scientists in the world hopefully um, this podcast will make it happen yeah. so let's see <laughs> inshallah so Last question, which is like the season question. Um, is there is like, I think what I'm trying to ask is like data science with COVID. How does working from home impact your work as a data scientist? How do you think it's, it impacts learning for people who want to jump into data science? And any any last thoughts on, on the whole topic? I think... Um Data science is probably one of the least impacted roles uh, because basically you can work anywhere if you have your laptop. Uh, and I think with the, with the tech that we have around us today, you can, you can virtually be anywhere and just do your job. And uh, I personally haven't been in an office in a very long time this year. <laughs> I think since March, uh, uh, as I told you, I've been in the Emirates office for like a couple of days and the same with Talabat. And uh, we're still delivering a lot of value and we're still working day to day. And um, I don't find any issues with that. Again, thanks to the enablement behind the, the tech uh, that is out there. Um, and yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll probably go and, and say that data science, now that you mentioned COVID, I think you, you will see around the world a lot of challenges behind identifying COVID patients. That's uh-huh. like something I would like to mention as well. You find companies like Alibaba, for example, they managed to build a model that with 97% accuracy predict whether you have COVID symptoms or not. Wow. Uh, so this is how much value you can bring uh, even in the medical space uh, with things that are as recent as COVID. Uh, they even some people out there say that they can actually, uh, from the sound of your voice in, in like certain phone calls, they get to know whether you have the symptoms or not. So like all of these are our topics that can help humankind in so many in so many forms um right. so you think four years ago was the right time to get into data science i think it's never the it's never the wrong time i think uh if you can go go for it today um and i think it's, it's still a growing uh, business it's still a growing domain sorry and i think um I mean, look at LinkedIn, look at all of these uh, websites online, you find a lot of demand, but not enough supply. So it's safe to say that you're going to have a good job security. Uh, So Amr, um, last request, which is like, how can people reach out to you? Um, And why should they reach out to you? If, if you, if you're willing to offer certain help, why should they reach out to you for like career guidance, uh, which topic to pick? It's a good question. Um, I think when I started this job, unfortunately, I didn't have anyone to turn to. Um, mm. I, I didn't have anyone for career advice. Mm. So I would love to be there for anyone who was thinking about it because I, I know where you stand. I've been in your shoes before. So if you, if you need any career advice, um, if you need to understand how can you level up as a data scientist, if you need to understand how to transition from one domain to data science, uh, I'll be happy to help. And, um, 
yeah, you can provide my contact details in the in the in the video, and I'll be happy in to the do. corner in or the something. Corner, yeah, yeah, like click here, <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, they can contact cool. me. Anytime. Thank you, thank you so much for being generous with your time, Amr, and uh, helping the region to grow it forward. Um, it's it's been a great pleasure having you and having this chat. Thank you for it's, having me. Uh, it's always uh, fun to chat with you. And thank you so much. Thank you. And I hope I, uh, I benefited everyone today listening to this. And yeah, let's, uh, let's take data forward. <laughs>